Black is beautiful, black is love, and it can be seen 365 days a year, 24-7, and Target is here for all of it. Black Beyond Measure is Target's year-round campaign that celebrates and elevates the spectrum of Black love and success, from the multitude of commitments and investments in the Black community, to supporting HBCU students and uplifting Black entrepreneurs. Shop Black-owned or founded brands at Target, from home decor and candles to beauty, wellness products, and so much more. Surround yourself in joy and amplify your Black love with the help of the Black-owned and founded brands at Target every day. Visit Target.com slash BlackBeyondMeasure to learn more. Peace, families. In honor of October being Pregnancy Infant Loss Awareness Month, Soul Affirmations is hosting an angel parent lunch Mm -hmm. to create an opportunity for connectedness among families, but also to create the conditions to go inward to honor our angel babies. We also want to create the conditions to experience grief as an experience of love. Yes, and if this space is calling you, we'd love for you to join us this Saturday, October 15th. An RSVP link will be sent and you will receive an email from me confirming the details. Massive love. We hope to see you there. It can be a dark world sometimes. Don't be afraid to be a source of light. Peace, good people. Peace. Let's try it one more time. Peace, good people. Peace. Fee, how you feeling? I'm feeling happy. Happy is always good. Yeah, I feel happy today. How are you feeling? Well, in proximity to you, I think happy is having a little contagious effect. Ooh. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Cool. I like that. I like that. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmation with Felicia and Kariga. It's with Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. Thank you for listening to another episode of the award-winning. Come on, somebody. Okay, put that in there. Award-winning Soul Affirmations with Kariga and Felicia and the religion and spirituality category at the Black Podcasting Awards. I mean... How phenomenal is that? I tell you what, God does have a sense of humor. That is funny to me, for sure. (laughs) For sure. For sure. But I love that, though. I love that in that category, our podcast gets to be featured and highlighted. And it's one that investigates, right? It's one that questions. Mm -hmm. It's one that interrogates, like what leaning into the process looks like. It, It interrogates grief. It interrogates love, like what love looks like for our loved ones, ourselves, what challenges us. It's, yeah, it's. I think it's pretty special. It is really special. It, when you say, like, write the questions and interrogates, uh, remember the other day I was talking to you and I said, uh, undoubtedly, to know God, you have to know yourself better. Mm-hmm. Right? Knowing God requires you to know yourself better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, knowing yourself better requires you to get to know God. Mm. For me, it's that the, little infinity loop. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it, but the, the challenge then really becomes like the infinity loop. Man. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Well, I like that. I like how we started there. 
<laughs> I like that little reminder. Um, but I also like being able to come here and yeah, just process and reflect with you, especially like what this month is, what mm-hmm. the last few days have been. I also really love that we made space for Kamayu and we were able to play Baby Bailey Girl. Yeah, that was such an important it was something I didn't even know I needed like that. Man. I needed to interact with some of my earliest memories of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to interact with some of those origin stories. The beginning, mm-hmm. those moments. Mm-hmm. Because so often my interaction with her has been around missing her. Right. And looking for signs and asking for signs to be with me. And then the aha moments to know that you're always with me. But it's Mm -hmm. all those things that keep happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Like life, the pace of a day, the pace of life, time. It's really hard to just stay in knowing that you are with me always. Yes. Because some days, especially like your birthday, I'm so curious to know how you've grown and changed. Absolutely. You know, so the Baby Bailey Girl uh, song, story, episode just gave us some really beautiful time to go back to that place in time. Yeah. No, I needed that. I needed to revisit it. Mm -hmm. I found myself revisiting some memories in my phone, you know, as we were approaching Mm -hmm. her birthday. And uh, the emotions that came forth when doing that. I mean, sadness, but really I was mad. One day in particular, I just I was just mad. Mm-hmm. I hadn't felt like that in a long time. And I certainly didn't expect to feel like that coming into year three. But I named that because that's just what the process can look and feel like. And I'm grateful to know that, not be confused by that. Yeah. You know, but... um. That's kind of how I felt leading up to it. There was a time when I looked at like every picture that I had from September 30th, 2019, every day. I just had to make sure that I saw it, that I engaged with it. Like I didn't want to lose a single memory, whatever memory that I could have. Like I wanted to make sure that I did that. And I haven't done that in a while. Um, And I think just because like life moves you in, in different ways and um, how you spend your time starts to like feel different. And I haven't needed to, I guess, go back to those pictures. And I didn't know that I needed to either when I did this year. Yeah. I kind of just stumbled upon it. What I just heard, Fee, was this observation around needing to look at those pictures every day because you needed to interact with it, you needed those memories. Mm -hmm. But as you and I were just discussing, as time moves, as life moves, you might need to remember different things. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And what I've needed to remember is that you were with me always. Mm -hmm. So I have to work on the practice of committing that to my knowing, to my being. Mm It requires practice, but in that practice, you find out all these other things about you mm-hmm. that I also needed the Baby Bailey Girl episode. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that 
in fact, spending time with that episode would help me remember that you're always with me Mm -hmm. because your origin story is incredibly important. Mm. So it's all of these knowings that we are trying to composite and hold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I also learned on this third birthday, and I finally learned it concerning grief, is that it's not just the birthday that holds the deep emotion in my body. In fact, the birthday is also the day she passed, and that is a conundrum all in of itself. Mm-hmm. But what started to happen in my body the days after mm-hmm. were so critical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When my mind started to have the awareness mm-hmm. that this was not going anywhere. When my body developed the anger and the repulsion of where I'm at in life. Mm-hmm. When I had no appetite. When I didn't want to get up. And the only thing that made me get up was serving you. When I had no zeal or enthusiasm about the sun rising and falling and a new day beginning. That's what the days after her birthday were like for me. So even right now, my body is still experiencing it. Oh, yeah. I I connect with that. And it was beautiful to note. Mm. Because I'm not tripping. I'm mm. not weak. In fact, I am strong. And feeling is a part of being strong. And stretching is a part of being strong. Because a stretch muscle is a strong muscle. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I have to breathe deep, when the tears have to fall, it's to get a deeper, in, in radical gentleness, right? Um, I say something along the lines of desiring to praise God as he, as he stretches me the same way I praise him when he's blessing me. And it's so hard. It's so hard to let out that praise in the middle of a stretch. You saw it. Never mind. Never mind. There don't be no praise, man. It'd be a scream. Hey, (laughs) speaking of which, that's because now I feel like you're getting in my business. So I've been going to my trainer and part of it is Lord. My guy. And my guy is doing his best. He's doing a great job, too. Yeah, I got to understand. It's not easy. I was stretching at night and Kamali was sleeping. And I almost screamed. I couldn't believe the way this stretch was hurting. But that's the literal translation, right? That's not the new living translation. It's the literal translation. <laughs> nah, but I realized that like stretching is a part of the process of my strength. Mm-hmm. So when these emotions stretch me, when the days after her birthday stretch me, now get this kicker. You spend all this time planning for a birthday celebration you spend all this time and energy planning for a birthday celebration only for the days after to be the hardest ones so you're already lightweight tired from the celebration and what it takes to get there only to find out in your body now it's just begun mm-hmm. so i found that real time year three i think for me Coming into year three, 
I don't actually remember how I stumbled upon some pictures. I'll dare to say that maybe my phone reminded me, mm-hmm. you know, um, this is where you were this many years ago. And it was before the birthday, right? This is before I had her. So I'm looking at this bliss, the, the bliss of pregnancy and just the joy that we had leading up to it. And damn it, like I just, and I see that, I just, I get angry. I, I get angry at just like how much my life change from that and I I miss that version of myself like when I see those pictures I think like damn I'll never be that person again I'll never like life will never feel that way again right mm-hmm. it feels differently it, and I know that it is not a deficit but I found myself in year three like grieving that version of myself Mm. before coming to the day Mm -hmm. of when I would grieve Kamayu and then the days after birth and grieve Kamayu. (laughs) Not supposed to birth and grieve in the same day. Yeah, Yeah. That's why it's so hard. It's physically hard. It's demanding. Mm -hmm. Right. And it is incredibly demanding. You're pushing and doing all these things that, in your mind, believe you're about to meet your child, and mm-hmm. then you go immediately into grief. It's the one mm-hmm. of the most difficult. It's confusing. It's one of the most difficult cliffhangers, mm-hmm. and I know that it is Kamai's birthday reflecting on. But I also want to hold space for all the families during pregnancy and infant awareness loss month. The the concept, the construct of families learning that there's no heartbeat and women still having to deliver. Mm a child that they won't know the same way they plan to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still having to go through labor. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And your body still yeah, adjusting just, like you, I mean, cause you did just have a baby, right? So it is operating as such, which um, is incredibly nuanced. But when I say that out loud today, I just have so much gratitude for a body that is still willing to work for you mm-hmm. after a loss like that. Mm. how powerful that is so even though grieving the version of yourself that is no longer there's still an appreciation of yourself now and your body now for for how it's still working Mm. so this year i wanted to having revisited like some pictures and things like i knew that i wanted to do this birthday differently than last year and the year before uh-huh. um in fact i forgot to even pull my affirmation <laughs> really quickly if you have your book if you have the soul affirmations for, you didn't forget for mothers who are investigating grief's process it's right on time it's right on time come on somebody page 44 sometimes the art is showing up to the day differently than you've done before sometimes the art is showing up to the day differently than you've done before wow So I I wanted to go to Monterey. I wanted to be near the water. Okay. I did. I wanted wanted this birthday to also like feel like a celebration. I wanted Mm -hmm. to celebrate being Kamayu's mom Uh and do some things that feel good to me. Even though I know that 
the day. Well, I don't know what the day will feel like. I only know until I reach it how I'll feel that day. Um, but I know that there is, uh, there can be sorrow there. I wanted to position myself for in, enduring the sorrow, being with the sorrow, but also celebrating the love. When you say this, I understand it so beautifully now. I understand everything about the trip and what it was to celebrate. And I want to honor that. Thank you. And see that. Because it isn't that I didn't see it. It's that for so much of birthdays, I'm celebrating, and I've learned this from Kamali, but I'm celebrating my child, but I'm also helping others celebrate, right? So I don't know if there's any other fathers out there who might feel similar to me, but like around birthdays, my job is like I am, I am first, I'm lead on putting the play in action. We are co-designing the play, often coming from your thought. And then my job is to operationalize the play and make sure everybody's taken care of mm-hmm. and make sure all the guests are taken care of and just do those types of things, right? So I think there was a little bit of, maybe not confusion, but I had to come to that day differently. So coming from Kamayu's first birthday and the party and her second birthday, the celebration, the cake, and being here and doing the things that remind us, and then coming to Kamali's first birthday and what my role looked like as a dad at Kamali's first birthday, mm-hmm. it informed, or I thought it informed, the way I show up as Kamayu's dad on her third birthday. But I just heard you say you were doing things to celebrate the identity of being her mother, which is so different than a party for the child to celebrate the child and the people in the child's life. <laughs> you went there to celebrate being her mother, and I want to honor that. Thank you. Yeah, it felt very much to me like a like a family family trip yeah. for her birthday. And um, it was a good time. I really packed our schedule. Did she? <laughs> Did she ever? Me, I tell you what, me and the kids were tired. <laughs> Kamali couldn't take it. Kamali couldn't take it. We were tired. Yeah, it started uh, with the 9 a.m. rising to get to Pavel's Bakery uh, so that we could get some freshly baked goods before they ran out. My favorite part is Felicia's early morning of 9 a.m. That is early. That's early. (laughs) This is hilarious. Go ahead. That's early, but we made it. We made it just in time before they sold out all of their baked goods and got some almond bear claws and apple um, fritters and some award-winning cookies, chocolate chip cookies, and of course, uh, chocolate croissant. Um, They really understand French baked goods there. If you're ever in Monterey, please. I I mean, if you know Monterey, you know Pavel's Bakery, I'm sure. Bakery. Bakery, yeah. It's not with a Y on the end. It is with an I-E. And um, after that, we went to breakfast. What is the name of our breakfast spot? Wave Street Cafe. Wave Street Cafe. I really enjoy Wave Street Cafe. And we had, um, I had a traditional, just a regular. I usually go there for the Mexican favorites. Uh, mm-hmm. And I get chilaquiles and I've gotten uh, 
what is it? My huevos rancheros. None of that matters. I'm just <laughs> like, you know, yeah, we had a beautiful time at Wave Street. But what is so profound, not profound, but noteworthy for sure for us. And it really made me feel good was that when we got there and we were seated right there outside near the water and Kariga and I are wearing our Kamayu mom and dad jackets and Kamali is sitting in her her booster chair and Tina is her name. She is the host and she comes and she remarks on our jackets, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she offers to do a video of our jackets. Like I can take a picture or do a video for you all. Unbeknownst to her that the name on the back is Kamayu, not, and you know, she, she sees Kamali, but I thought that was special that Kamayu like tapped her enough to mm-hmm. bring her attention to the jacket, to document it. Like this is the family in its entirety. Like you see Kamayu there when you see this. We are all here. Yeah. I thought that, that was so special. It was very special. And it also gave me room and courage to tell her about Kamayu, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That the daughter you're looking at in the chair mm-hmm. that's reaching for that spoon. And okay? that pumpkin. Okay, that pumpkin that was there. <laughs> that was Kamali. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kamayu is our daughter in heart and in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she so beautifully made room immediately, right? And acknowledged and celebrated her. Yeah. And... I remember how hard it was in the beginning or trying to make a choice if I would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I just learned how to just tell everybody about Kamayu. Yeah. It was really important to do that still. Absolutely. Still. I, I appreciate you saying that because I'm starting now more than I have before. Like, think about, okay, am I um, am I going to say something? Am I going to, you know, note to this person, give him this information, or am I just going to, keep it to myself but i think it's but i think i think no, it looks different this time mm-hmm. so the thing that used to nudge me to speak mm-hmm. was because it was people's perception that maybe we weren't parents yeah yeah right i get that but the inquiry looks a lot different now that kamali's here yeah no one's questioning if you're parents that's right so the new question is is this your first yeah yes okay. you're right and then that's how you answer it that's right this time it was so different yeah. because there was no asking about who was Kamayu or who was Kamali or she the first. Yeah. She just saw the jackets and, and thought they said, were a she fly. She just asked if he, she could take a picture for us. And so, I just thought that was and so And that's incredible. what made it so special. It was so special. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. Yes. And so I, I want to send my love to Tina. Kamayu and Tina and Kiana. <laughs> yes, sir. Of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, so after we enjoyed our breakfast... We uh, walked down to uh, to inquire about bikes because I knew I wanted to ride bikes on the trail. And, you know, we have Kamali, who's a little bit older now. So I'm like, oh, she should be able to sit somewhere. You know, I know they got something. And so they have the little family bike where you can pedal together and they have a seat in the front. So we were like, all right, cool. We're going to put Kamali in the front. And the guy, he had a six month old and he has a, a five year old. And he's like, you just put her in last. OK, because once she's in and you just got to start going and she's going to be good with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So we took his advice and it, I'd say it worked for about what, maybe like one minute. No, no, no less than 43 seconds, 43 seconds. And she turned around and was like, uh, up, please. <laughs> uh, please. 43 <laughs> seconds tops. I'm, it might have been 36. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
needless to say. So Kariga ends up uh, holding Kamali and pedaling and steering us. My favorite uh, thing. My favorite thing <laughs> all was. All the way to. No, never mind no. that. My favorite part was Felicia determining, oh, that won't be hard for you, babe. Right? <laughs> I'm thinking to myself like, well, because we were trying to decide if we were going to do it or not. And I was like, I mean, worst that could happen is Kamali says that she doesn't want to sit in anymore and you'll have to hold her. And that won't be hard for you. Like, I know you got that. And in my head, I'm thinking <laughs> D-A-F-A-Q. Right. And and Felicia remarks, well, I see you ride your bike with no hands all the time. Yeah, this has got to be easy to hold Kamali and do it. That's this is my logic. y'all, And I actually found it to be true. Scientifically true. He was able to do this with ease. No, ease was her measure. It, it was anything but ease. Because as long as I report, I could, had I done it with a, I mean, even like a 25 pound pumpkin in my hand, that would have been easy. Kamali's not a pumpkin. She has thoughts, feelings, emotions. She moves. She does what she wants. She took her shoes off, her socks off. She moved from <laughs> Kariga to me. I told him, I was like, all right, once we get to Lover's Rock, we just turn back around and go back to the bike shop, right? And then when we get back to the bike shop, Kariga, he's the only person with the steering capabilities. Felicia. And my brother is not making that left into the bike shop. And he's like, we're going to go to the wharf. And I'm like, what? I thought we said we were done. So here we go all the way to the wharf. And turn around. He did some donuts over in the wharf area really quickly. Kamali hyped him up. Next thing I know, they out here trying to ghost ride the bicycle. And I was like, can we please get back? And we made it back safely, thankfully. And And no um, incidentals. (laughs) With no incidentals. And uh, what did we do? We ended up going home, right? Finally getting to our our baked goods. That was important. For a second. For a second. Because Kamali was begging for a nap yeah she at this felicia point tried tired. to run everybody into the ground on her mom, on a mom schedule i didn't it's like it's like it's like the idea of a family trip um <laughs> it's like really fun and you get told all the things you do and then somebody decides to wake you up at like 5 30 <laughs> to start activities and you're like wait this is not even fun it's not feel like a vacation anymore so so <laughs> while we were doing this bike ride kamali also decides that she wants to try to steer she wants because it's a steering wheel so she wants to be in my lap because she thinks she's driving yeah but the issue is like on this you really do have control when she grabs that wheel right so that was also i just wanted to yeah name that she found out on my my wheel didn't have any control so she decided to leave me and go back to her dad (laughs) before she could have some control but no we went home i let kamali take a little hour nap because the plan was to get to the aquarium And we made it to the aquarium. It was so much fun, so beautiful. This time we had a chance to get to the deep sea part, which is what I really wanted Kamali to experience so she could see. And when she says she lets Kamali, you want deep sea part to let Kamali see, hold that. Mm -hmm. Because she said she let Kamali sleep for an hour. And I just want to advocate for Kamali on her behalf. Because uh she was about to do a good sleep. She was. Kamali turned over, okay? And when she turns over, that's it. That if is, she don't wake up, that's it. That's She's her going fe- in. That's her Felicia gene. Yeah. That's the gene that says, I want to sleep some more. So I had to go in there with that Gracie's Corner because first week, Kariga and I went in there to sing Gracie's Corner. That didn't work. But as soon as I played the music and she heard it, she popped right she up. Didn't even, but, she didn't even wake up when we touched her. No, she didn't. And her mom woke her up. But yes, we made it to the deep sea. Mm-hmm. She had an opportunity to see the fish, the jellyfish, and experience um, the, the penguins and mm-hmm. the um like the nemos and the dories and it was a, a beautiful time the i really hammerhead shark the hammerhead shark yes i really enjoyed being there for that and after we took a trip to asilomar beach yes we did 
and had an opportunity to just be out there and dance and um, just be near the water. And, and it felt really good. Like the breeze felt good. The sun was shining. It was just a beautiful time. It was. And this it was. all was actually on the 29th. This was the day before Kamayu's birthday. Yep. And then the day of Kamayu's birthday is when we decided to take the 17-mile drive trip. And I really, really enjoyed just an opportunity to go there. I knew exactly where I wanted to go and exactly where I wanted to be. And we started um, differently. We started at the Pebble uh, Beach side mm-hmm. of the drive. So actually, we were able to go straight into the one, um, the first stop. It allowed us to get to the Spanish Bay differently than we had before. Uh, but we made it to Spanish Bay and found a nice little corner to sit and write and had Kamayu there, had flowers there. And I just, I took a moment to just write to my baby on her birthday near the waters. And um, I'm still reflecting on that piece. I'm still reflecting on how that felt. But there's something really special about being able to take a deep breath that you need near the water. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The waters remember. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They have this, and it has this energy. This is this awareness, and I can't look at water the same anymore. No, I don't. Right? I have a different relationship with it now. Absolutely. I think I wrote about it. I, I, I wrote about how that water felt for me, and differently than I ever thought about crashing waves. Now, like I have empathy for them and what they bring. Like, it yeah. is a special. It's alive. Yeah. Right? Our oceans are alive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Our earth is alive. And you recognize your role in all these seasons as they change. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really special being able to go to, uh, you know, Spanish Bay and do the riding. But I want to go back to the Asilomar the day before. I just so happened. And, and, and anybody who knows me know this had to be a just so happened because Felicia is the one with the sense of direction. It's not me. <laughs> But we ended up pulling over in the exact location where we took a picture where you were pregnant with Kamali. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, that was really significant to me. Yeah. To be able to come this time holding the child in arm and to tell her we were here together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a new experience. It was. No. I didn't say much about where we were to Kamayu. Mm-hmm. So, as a parent, I experienced something that I hadn't experienced before, and I wanted to note that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was all a part of celebrating our identity as their parents, our girls, and, and what they have come to teach us. Yeah. It was also really fascinating to me how um, we both found time to write at Spanish Bay. Mm-hmm. And I looked at like that what it took to do that type of parenting. Like we, we had to meet Kamali's needs in order to meet our needs. And it was like this poetry, how we made room for each other, both to process mm-hmm. and to both have a minute to write. Mm-hmm. And I deeply appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an energy there that wasn't going to be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Those waves at those moments carried messages Mm -hmm. thank you no thank you thank you for making sure we got there and and that was that was our our weekend we finished the drive 
and headed to the wharf for some clam chowder to go. And but we also went to breakfast on her oh, birthday. We, we sure did. I forgot to say that before the drive. We went to the butter house. And I don't think everybody know about the, Yeah, I, I don't think everybody know about the butter house. No, there. you may not know about the butter house, but the butter house is where it's at. Or you might know about the butter house. All I know is that you can definitely get you some lumpia to start, and you can have um, a wonderful omelet or a breakfast burrito or, or these any amazing, of their amazing. Uh, they have this breakfast l- treats. They have this lemon <laughs> zest. Yeah, uh, they, pancake. Yeah, there's like they put that lemon zest. It's in a their zest pancake. on. It's crazy. Yeah. Maybe get yourself a dragon fruit mimosa and you have a good old time. It's, yeah. So check it out. <laughs> Let them know we sent you. Yeah. No, but really, um, all of these things that we've come to know in our journey with grief was a very very sweet kiss in honoring all the places and all the things we've learned. Mm-hmm. As Kamayu's parents, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like honoring what she's taught us. Yeah. Yep. That's what it means to be their parents. Mm-hmm. That our little people, our children, do become our teachers. <laughs> yeah. Because how many of y'all work on the Wi Fi for your parents? Was that just Felicia? <laughs> okay, never mind. Off time. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave my baba alone. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. Now, if you have been wondering where you can find a copy of Soul Affirmations, feel free to go straight to our website, soulinlove.com. That's S-O-L-A-N-D-L-O-V-E dot com. And you just scroll down to the offerings and you can find your copy there. Absolutely. And thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill. From our family to yours, until next time, peace. Peace.